everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are at Book Club Restaurant. Woo-hoo! Hey, everybody. Hi, we're at Book Club on 54th and Penn in South Minneapolis, and we're so excited to be here. Uh, we've got a lot of dishes in the house, and we are uh, we're having we're having br- we're having brunch. We are. We're I brunching. need to get a menu so I can see what all these delicious people are eating. I do see a few mimosas. In delicious the crowd. people too. Delicious people. <laughs> Yummy people. I, yum. <laughs> we were I just love it. Discussing <laughs> how uh, talking about food. Sometimes all I can come up with is just yum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been writing for like, what, 30 years now? Yes. So I think I have a little bit, my tuner is you're a little bit different. deeper than yum. A little bit. But still, it is hard. It is hard when you're, and I mean, you guys all know it too, because everybody posts now, you know? And yes. So people are thinking about how to describe things. And I can just say, the mood here at Book Club is full of, of joy and warmth. And, and delicious Delicious yum. people. Do you know what yum. you don't want to do? In the middle of winter in Minnesota. What? And I'm reminded of it because they have the most beautiful wallpaper in book club. And I bought a bathing suit this week (laughs) that has a similar pattern. Yeah, I know. But what you don't want to do is go and try on bathing suits. I'm going to hard pass. Especially January. I feel like at least January, give yourself a break because, like, you've just been boozing for a straight month before that. Yes. And I was like, um... There's just a point where, you, I mean, I could diet, but it's not going to make any difference. There's still going to be a lump over here. This skin flap is still going to hang. Well, My arm is still going to look like a dead chicken. Let's be appreciative that we are healthy and full and our oh, bodies are good yes, and yes. that we are healthy and able. And oh, Stephanie, you're so right. Instead of the bad talk of ripping ourselves down. Let's honor down, our bodies. Let's honor what okay, we have. honor, honor. Yes, We're going to honor. honor. I'm not going to honor it in a swimsuit. I'm not putting a swimsuit on, but I'm just saying. The funny thing is I did have a just go naked. I did have a conversation with Kurt and I said, Is there ever a time where like again in the rest of my life where I'm gonna like put a bathing suit on and be like, Yeah, you got it. He goes, Nope. Well he And he goes, and the good news is is neither am I and we got each other. So he goes, My boobs are falling down, my love handles are hanging over. He goes, We're just gonna love each other through it. Amen. I was like, that well is so you. nice. Also, it made me feel better. The 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 moment of like, ooh, I got it. That's all you. That's your decision. That has oh, nothing God, to do so with a right, metric. Stephanie. That's you. Like, I can't wait to be a really good, saggy, totally crisped up, ninety three year old woman on a beach and not have any care. Well, did you wait. see Rita Moreno this saggy week on the couch? And all of it. Love it. No, I didn't. She was doing couch with Sally Fields, <clears throat> Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. They've got a, a show coming out. I want to say it's called 80 for Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see people doing things. And yeah. Rita Moreno really rocking it in these like high-heeled, j- jangly boots and this little sassy cap and a little vest. Like She looked real good at 90. Yeah. I mean, what everything is good. I, I mean, it, I, you know, I feel like unless you're just like not caring, then everything is good. As, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yes. If, if you put any amount of care into it, if you feel anything for it, then it's good. Stephanie, you are I'm a great person coach. to have woken up to this morning. Yes. I want everybody to know that January is a mindset, yo. And I don't think that it's about improving yourself from what you were. I think it's about feeling your best. And that comes from how you decide to, to like put those parameters yo okay yo, yo. that's what we're doing today yo. at the book club yo so speaking of that so everyone's here having brunch and you guys should come down because they've got uh, they've got some brunch specials and fun stuff going on also or breakfast and but I, they're doing a cookbook swap this afternoon you know this isn't our weekly dish cookbook swap it's the book club cookbook swap but it's at 1 p.m. so if you can't make it out for the broadcast and hang out and say hi 
Definitely come down this afternoon. You are selling your cookbook and a little bit later after the show. I am. And it's just going to be a great day. But speaking of brunch, we went to brunch last week. Boy, did we ever. Right. Right after the show. Oh, that was so good. Wasn't that fun? We went to Julia, which is in the Emory Hotel. And it's one of those places that was like, you know, kind of like it's a Stephen Brown restaurant. And so they've gone through a couple chefs. And so, but Stephen is always the one who has sort of created the menu and he's working it. They just launched brunch and it was quite delightful it was and i like i went to Ju- i've been to julia twice just as a diner mm-hmm. and really had had good experiences kind of more towards the front end of when it first opened yeah so i had forgotten about the emory hotel and i came in this weird side door and i walked in and i was like where am i this place is gorgeous there's a spy house coffee that's basically the whole lobby of the hotel and it is beautiful, big wooden tables, tile tables full of bright green plants everywhere. Yeah. A big fireplace in the middle. It was 11, or 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning in downtown Minneapolis, and this coffee shop was full. Yeah. It was like a great place if you have co-working down there. I think sometimes it's hard to find places to go in that East Town area. Yes. And I would definitely put this on your list. Yeah, there's lots of people who go. And, and I will tell you that the parking in the area, they have meters and everything else. Yes, so I have no problem. you don't have to find a... You, and it's because, especially on the weekends, it was like there's nobody parking down there whatsoever. Yes. So it's a great Saturday hang for sure. But I think it's a good idea to like maybe do your... You know, if you're going to do some meetings or like hang out with people and then have brunch or do the flip-flop. But the brunch, what was really interesting is like there's... Um, you know, it is an Italian... Julia is like, you know, kind of an Italian Julia. And we had um, we had a black ink carbonara. I had so carbonara. many questions about that squid ink pasta. People yeah. were like, what is that? Okay. And we have to talk about something because I'm having frustrations with people not knowing things that like, I feel like, no, this is known. Like, this is not discovery. This is known. And I'm trying to so share about squid ink pasta. That. Oh, it's just from the '80s, for God's sakes! You know what I mean? Yes. Like they actually use squid ink in, you know, which is black to make the pasta. It's edible. It's lovely. It gives it just a little bit of brininess in my mind. Yeah, or like, a little richer flavor. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit more umami to it. And then they had crisped up their, you know, pancetta in there, and oh, that was lovely. And then they just put a little, like, slightly spice kicked egg on top i thought it was perfect it was really great and someone was like well what does the squid ink pasta taste like i was like well kind of like regular pasta just a little i guess for me it was just a little bit richer flavor like a little more of something it's not like you would be like whoa this is squid." if you were blindfolded you would maybe think that it was just like there was a little bit of i would have thought there was more cream yeah yeah something yeah Yeah. i wouldn't have known at all that would be a fun blindfolded taste test it would that would be fun um, but and then there was breakfast pizzas. They had eggs. They Fantastic. had e- egg on toast. You had that egg on toast. Situation. I did, and that was super good. And then there was the eggs Benedict with the lobster, lobster which mm-hmm. was super good. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to call out the non-alcoholic drinks they had. The mocktails. Yeah, yeah those were. Good. I had three of them. You did, and they. I just kept cucumbers. ordering. And they were so delicious. There was like a cucumber cooler. There was a, a play on a margarita that had some blood orange in it. And then there was one other one that I had that. Oh, you had the rose. Yes, the rose lemon one. Kind of a lemonade. Mm -hmm. It was really good. You know, the mocktail game right now for dry January is so strong. I know. We talked about that the first week. We had like three segments on it. And it was like, there's so much, you know, going on. And everybody's everybody's talking about it. I would like to know. And of course, this is the journalism side of me. But I want to know what the profit levels are. Like, how much is actually being purchased? And like, how much are people talking about it versus are they really consuming? And I know that locally... 
we're in a big space because Marigold, you know, has been so yeah. great. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the second hour. But I actually did a poll on my uh, on my website, and it was dry January, yes, dry January, no. And 82% were no. Right. Which surprised me. I would have thought it would have been closer to like half and half. But this is where we're getting into the moment where there's like something to talk about in January. So we as the media have latched onto it. Correct. And so this is a thing where we're all talking about it. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it, are people actually doing it? Like, that's the question. Well, and here's, we're the third week of January, right? Yeah. This is the time. Does anybody know what's happening right about this week? What? Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are falling off of their resolution oh, tree. I thought you meant there was an event. I'm like, yeah, the, the anti-resolution was, event? Put yeah. their hand up. The yeah. resolution train has everybody, pulled into the station everybody and is coming to up. a stop. Right. Yes. yes. So whether it's dry January, a lot of people, the healthy eating. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about winter salads today just to keep Sounds those good. people that are looking for alternatives alive. We are alive. also going to talk about Year of the Rabbit because tomorrow is the Lunar New Year. I'm very excited about dumplings. You know, you guys know how I feel about dumplings. So we're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple recipes that maybe you can make at home if you want to do them. Yes. We're also going to have Nicole Peterson on. She's going to come on. She's the culinary director of, uh, you know, of all the compartment restaurants. And Book Club is one of those. So we're excited to have her on. And she's going to be up next. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, we'll keep going with the show, which is performing live at Book Club in South Minneapolis. We'll be right back. Twas the night after Christmas, up at the North Pole, all the cookies Santa had eaten had taken their toll. Oh, ho, ho. 396 million cookies were inhaled by that guy. But did Santa throw in the towel? No, he joined the Y. It doesn't matter what you did over the holidays. The Y has people who can help you reset and reach your goals. Join now for $0 enrollment through January 19th. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. We are live at Book Club Restaurant on 54th and Penn in South Minneapolis. We have a lot of dishes here joining us, which is awesome. A lot of ladies out in the hey ladies out in the uh, in the uh, audience, and I guess it's the audience, right? Yes, it's not just the restaurant today, right? Today, well, we are so happy because we are being joined by Nicole Peterson, who is the culinary director of. It's not the Bartman Group anymore. No, Placemaker Hospitality. Placemaker, Placemaker Hospitality. I love it. Yeah. Okay, great. So, Nicole, now you're culinary director. Now, you, you've been in the job about a year or so. You came yep. back. You, we and I had, had chatted. You and I had chatted a little while ago. You came back and kind of got the job right around the pandemic. Isn't that right? When restaurants were all kind of... Yeah, exactly. I moved. I made the decision. I bumped into Kim and at a women's chef event and she convinced me to that moving back to Minnesota was the best thing I could ever do and I was like yeah absolutely I'm coming back and uh, that was in 2019 in October or November and then you know f- four months later the world flipped upside down so it was a it was a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. It's kind of a lesson. It's kind of you've got a little bit of a, like a college degree yes. in restaurant. In trauma. In trauma <laughs> and restaurant. Yeah. Did how you grow up here? How to close. Yeah, I did. I'm, um, I just grew up just in the northern suburbs. Okay. All right. Yep. So so let's talk about the restaurants that you're in charge of. You're in charge of all of those. List them off for us. What, we, what do we got now? All right. We got Pat's Tap. We yep. got Gigi's Cafe. Of course, Barbette's. Yep. Um, here we're sitting at Book Club. 
Um, sadly, we just shut down the Red Stag, but yep. we're really excited because we're opening a new spot called Pinoli, which is directly across the street from Barbette. The yes. old Amore uptown. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then, um, of course, our super wonderful tiny diner. Over I know, the tiny diner. It's so cute there. That place. So cute. Okay, so... Now, stepping into a role that is as multifaceted as that, it's like, you know, Tiny Diner has different needs, that Barbette has needs, that this has needs. How are you able to sort of measure all of this and then sort of mentor at these places? Because it's yeah. not like you're behind the stoves at each one every day. Right. No, that would kind of be impossible. That would be impossible. <laughs> right? Well, you know, at first it starts with we have really amazing culinary teams in each spot. And um, some of the chefs have been with us a long time, and a couple of them are newer to the company and the organization. Um, and it's really just an amazing experience for me to go in and just do that, to mentor the chefs and mentor the cooks and really just try to be their support system, help them through all the challenging things like menu changes. And because, you know, we're seasonal restaurants, so we definitely do a lot of menu changing all year long. And when you have six, you know, three or four times a year, it gets to be pretty intense. Yeah, because you're probably changing menus like every few weeks on yeah. somewhere. Yep, yeah, exactly. Well, and then something comes up like Valentine's Day. We yeah. all, you know, I am thinking about how that is going to change. And do you have to execute that differently in different spots? Yeah, you know, so the one thing about this job that's very different than I think a lot of culinary director jobs is that every single space has its own unique personality. True. You know, we don't, um, you know, I, I mean, of course, you look at a uh, Kim Barman menu and there's a thread yeah. and you can kind of see it, right? Yeah. But that's maybe just more to the trained eye. But really, they're each so unique. Um, and so when it comes to Valentine's Day, you know, we're we're neighborhood spots. So it's like, we want you to be able to come in and have a special experience, but we also want you to be able to be like, oh my gosh, I forgot it's Valentine's Day. Let's go <laughs> sit at the bar at Book Club and eat, right? Yeah. Yes. So we my don't want to. Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we do special menus at all the restaurants, but we typically will do them not as a prefix meal. We'll just run some really fun specials. You can come and have the appetizer or the special dessert and order off the menu if you want. So, I love or you that. can make it really unique, you know, and just go for the full shebang. One thing about Kim's restaurants that I've always really appreciated is they're very local. Yep. Uh, she really takes care with the chefs to order from local folks and know the farms and Tiny Diner. It's, I think, even all spelled out on every single entree. And then she's in the summer. You guys have done farmer's markets and different things to support the local uh, food economy, as it were, in the yeah. Twin Cities. Has that been a point of differentiation for you? And do you feel like, I think it would feel so great to just know the farmer that's coming in the back door with your greens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that was uh, something that really drew me to working with Kim. Um, my background, I come from a lot of places where that was really the ethos and, and um part of my culinary career it's been really important that creating community and part of that is working with farmers um, and so working with Kim really spoke to me because that is really um, important for her and all of our businesses you know and Tiny Diner you know, not, not only do we partner with a lot of great farmers, but we have our own farmer. You grow. Yeah, yeah we you grow actually grow. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I forgot how short the growing season was mm -hmm. here yes. until I came back in 2019. Six weeks, maybe <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean there's nothing yet? <laughs> it's July. It's yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. last year was such a weird season. Yeah. It was so weird. It was, so it was weird. like the weather was warm. It was hot. 
but just was everything, nothing was growing. Nope, yeah. the bees were tired, and it yep. was just, yeah, it was not a great season. Yeah. You know, the, uh, we're really trying to get some energy moving there and trying to partner with some folks in the neighborhood and some folks who have food trucks. Right now, we're not open for dinner. And so on the weekends, we're going to start doing some really fun pop-ups. We're going to start announcing that next week. But we're fun. on Friday and Saturday nights. Some of the folks who, you know, in the wintertime can't really use your food trucks. So they're going to come oh, and pop smart. up at Tiny yeah. Diner. So we've got that coming up in the pipeline. That I'm is a really about. great idea. Okay, so talk to me. Let's talk about Book Club because yeah. we're sitting here and this is such a great neighborhood spot. And this neighborhood happens to be bubbling and bustling and and you know red wagon across the street has an ice bar and they're yeah, taking fun. over the next you know the space next to them mm-hmm. old quans i feel like there's new energy here with colita and cafe series and right. all of this is like so how do you then see this and then how do you then refresh a, a place like book club yeah you know we anytime um, there's new restaurants that are adjacent to ours. We get real excited about it because then it, like you said, it just brings all this new fun energy to yeah. the neighborhood, you know, and I think that each one of our spots on this corner are totally unique. It's so it doesn't unique. cross over. It's you know? so great. And so, um, you know, we, we call our food West coast inspired, which, you know, really vegetable forward, really bright. We like to use the grill, try to bring those flavors of summer into the winter time. Um, you know, Ooh, yeah. that's bright and fresh and, you know, across the street is a slice of pizza. So it's like right. you can really, and you know, coffee shop in the morning on the corner if right. you don't want to have a full breakfast. Right. What's your number one bestseller at Book Club? Um, oh, you know what? Our steak skewers. We have these really lovely Korean beef skewers that we do on the grill. And, you know, people come in and go crazy over happy hour. For okay. Oh a good happy hour. And you have a good happy hour here, don't you? Yeah, we do. We have a great so do you know the details? Because everyone's always looking for a good happy hour. And frankly, since the pandemic. Well, happy hour has just changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's totally changed in nature because it's not people coming off their offices anymore. It's people wanting to get out of their houses. Yeah. 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 You know, we start ours pretty early. We started at three o'clock. It goes from three until six and we do it seven days a week. So you can come in on a Saturday afternoon and enjoy those happy hour prices. I love that. Okay. So can we have a moment for talking about book clubs? Do you guys have book clubs here? A lot of them, right? A lot of them. It's been really fun. So um, you know, it's just about, I feel like just about every day at lunchtime, sometimes at dinner, it's a little more popular during the afternoon, early part of the day, but you know, groups of eight or 10 ladies hanging out, talking about their books and eating lunch. It's really just amazing. We were, we were talking the other day. We we're like, do men do book clubs? How can we get men in, in their book it's clubs? It's a very interesting question because my husband's an author and I have oh. been like, Hey, do you like it together with your man author people? And but he like was like, readers. no. Well, so so my sons are readers, like yeah. huge readers. Yep. And they're on Goodreads. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's a really, you know what I mean? Which is like a Facebook for readers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys should have a book club. You know what's weird too? Like books are written predominantly by men, white right. men in particular. Yeah. And read predominantly by women. Huh. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. And there's a lot more women authors coming into the fold in the yeah. last couple of years. But Oh my gosh! Well, so much. We're happy to be here at Book Club. We're happy to have you, Nicole, and happy to uh, be celebrating books and eating and all the things that are food. Come down and visit. Yes. And uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come right back at and we're at bo- live at Book Club. We in are Minneapolis. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Hey, everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I have no idea where Hanson is. I don't know where she went. Hanson. Well, she's across the room talking, and that's how this goes. Because we are live at Book Club in South Minneapolis, 54th and Penn. If you want to come on down, uh, we are having a great broadcast. We've got lots of people who are out here brunching, and brunching, uh, brunching and it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a vibe. I'm not gonna lie, it's a great vibe. 
Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that congratulations, everybody. We've made it through Year of the Tiger. And as of tomorrow, tomorrow is the Lunar New Year, where we cross over into Year of the Rabbit. Okay, and what do we know about the rabbit, Stephanie? Well, do you have the rabbit characteristics? I'm so glad you asked, because uh, i got to tell you that basically... Um, it's really good. Oh, thank goodness. But okay. the tiger was sort of aggressive. It was aggressive. Yep. And, but the tiger was about change yep. and, and about moving things and activity and, and a lot of, like, you know, revolution and all this kind of stuff. Um, the rabbit represents peaceful and patient energy. Oh, boy. Okay. Isn't and, it time And the for fact that. that this is a water rabbit because there's, you know, there's, like, element signs along with the animal signs. <clears throat> it's a water rabbit, which means it's a you know it's basically thinking things through the flow before acting. Oh. Energy will encourage us to approach challenges and opportunities calmly and rationally. Okay, the water oh. element brings intuition and inner peace. Listen, I'm excited I'm for 2023. Here for inner peace. Inner peace. So water is all about tapping into inner wisdom, trusting our instincts. It encourages us to be more in tune with our emotions and sensitive to those around us. Okay? Sensitivity. I lack that. So that's good. Empathy. Empathy. Okay. So they want you. So to make the year of the rabbit your best year ever, besides eating dumplings, I want you to know it's time to tap energy. Focus on building strong connections with loved ones, colleagues, anyone. So focus on your connections. Yep. Um, and because a rabbit is known for its ability to create and maintain harmonious relationships. Um, and then it says, take advantage of networking opportunities in your career time. Ooh. Build relationships and take things to new levels. Because we've kind of been in a a period of, like, we were hibernating because yep. we were at home. We were, like, head down, mm -hmm. just get through. Then we were sort of emerging like a groundhog, poking our head up out of the ground, or a, a prairie dog. Yeah. But we would go back down, too. Like, yeah. we were trying to figure out how to be in the world. So this feels like right It on feels time. right. Right. And they're saying it's a great time to focus on finances and work towards increasing income. So that really bodes well for people. Oh. I know that everyone's saying that the recession is coming, but maybe that has its own, you know, ways of working into this factor for some people. Um, they said the importance is being cautious. Rabbits are associated with trustfulness and an easygoing attitude. It's essential to be vigilant as far as scams go. But basically they're saying it's to tap into your inner sides and to then let that flow out. So I like oh, this a I lot. I do too. Yes, yes. And so, it feels like it's here right on time. I know, I know. And that's to me is so, I love this part of it. So when we're talking about food in the scape, the way that you can best bring about uh, you know, a harmonious year, if you will. And to really kind of set yourself and your tones in is there's a couple things that people eat. The, you know, the, this is the largest in China. This is the largest gathering weekend of the entire year. And they have huge migrations, family members going home, and they often do what they call a reunion feast. And that's like just having all your family around the table. It's like a Christmas feast yep. really for us. You know what I mean? But they do this um, in on the Chinese New Year. Now, the things that they eat are included in noodles. We always talked about this. Noodles are about longevity. So they kind of forebode like a long life with long noodles. Dumplings because of money. Because dumplings look like coins. Little purses. Little purses and coins. And so dumplings are huge for uh, prosperity. Um, and then, you know, things like steamed fish is a, is a symbol of abundance. And... Um, a couple other things that I think are just, you know, there's like, and if you always want to, you know, there's red envelopes. Red is a really lucky color. 
and kids like, give like, gifts in red envelopes and things like that. So it's really great. I think you can easily do this kind of stuff. A couple of things. Re- Rainbow Food or Rainbow Chinese is having a dinner on tomorrow on Sunday where it's just a pop-up dinner. So you can go in. It's going to be fast, casual. You can start, you know, you can, like, grab food to go or you can hang out there. They have not been doing dining. I was just going to say, wow, that's unique because they have been closed since the pandemic for in-person dining but just doing takeout. Yeah. So it's going to be, they're going to have a DJ, DJ Kwam. Fun. Kwame is going to be there. And uh, Trace Leche is doing non-alcoholic beverages. They have vegan, they have a lot of vegan things on the menu because a lot of the Buddhists start the Lunar New Year in a vegan state. They eat vegan just for the celebration to sort of reset. So that's kind of a nice thing. If you guys want to make dumplings, I have to tell you, I was talking with a couple people. I found out that some people were afraid. So I love the Saturday Dumpling Club kids. Yes. Right? And now they're Saturday Dumpling Co. because they had to change their name. Um, And I think their pickup is today. So I think you, if you ordered some, then you're going to go and pick it up today. I'm not quite sure if you can still order today. But nonetheless, if you want to stock your fridge of dumplings and then have good luck and wealth for the rest of the time as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's not too hard to make dumplings. Have you ever tried to make Chinese dumplings? Um, yes. And they were fine. We yeah. made them with wonton skins from the produce section. Yes. I will say my daughter Ellie makes fantastic dumplings right. and she makes she really good soup buns. Yes. Okay. And that's the thing is like there's so there's I saw this uh, I was talking to one of the newscasters who said that she has a hard time trusting you know uh take out food because her son has a sesame allergy. Oh. And she goes, and they don't necessarily always tell you when there's sesame oil in something. It's not always listed. And she's like, so I don't really get to like do this. And I said, you can make your own. And she was sort of flabbergasted. I gave Ellie a press for Christmas this year. Yes. Because they crimp them and they do the little um, money bag kind of technique where you're it's more rounded and then they're sort of crinkled together at the yep. top. Yep. Um, but so I gave her a press so she could do more of like the half moons. Yes. And I think that those are I saw those all over the place. And, and if you want to go to United Noodle, that's going to be your one stop shop for all this kind of stuff, because not only can you find the wonton wrappers in varying, you know, flavors and stuff, you can find um, you can find the presses, you can find chopsticks, you can find I mean, like they have everything there. That's not you can find the steamer baskets. It's not just food they have all the accoutrements and they have bunny cakes by the way they have the cutest rabbit cakes for celebrating this year which is really fun i love it but if you do if you do want to make your own dumplings you guys there's a couple different things i want you to know because there's a couple different if you're it depends on what you want to do with your dumplings because there is them yeah (laughs) (laughs) just eat them put them in your face but if you want to, if you want to steam, steam them versus, versus if you want to pot sticker them, you know, or fry them, all those kind of things, there is a there is a difference in the dough consistency, and and they're gonna work out either way. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a make or break, but it will be better if you do know the difference in the dough. So uh, there's a couple different ways, and it really is just like a different thickness and a different gluten. You know, oh, that texture. would make sense, yeah. You know, because like the way that steam reacts with it, because it is a raw product, right? I mean, you're cooking it, steaming it, that's different than if you're boiling it or if you're going to pan fry it. Yep. So I would say that even if you're thinking about just buying your wonton skins, which is totally fine and easy and great, do that. I do that most of the time and then crimp them. Yep. But when I want to do something special, I try to make my own. So I've been trying to find the green ones. Do you remember like in the pandemic, I started with green wonton wrappers? I can't find them anywhere. Huh. I have looked high and low and I can't even buy them online. They're they're from this special place. There's a great maker in New York. Uh-huh. 
and they do all, they do this, and you can buy them wholesale. But I don't ha- have anybody locally who's making them. So if you've seen the green wonton wrappers around, let me know. Send me a note. Yep. But I've checked United Noodle. I've checked Shanghai Market. Are they spinach? Like they are. They're called yeah. They're spinach. Yep. Yep. But so then I found a recipe to do it myself. Okay. And so I'm gonna put that up, and it's really as easy. You guys, the thing about dumpling wrappers is it's not like. It's not like you're like a pasta dough situation where you have to like freak out about it. It's really easy. And then this, all that takes, you can do this all in a Cuisinart, like a food processor. Yep. And all you do is you whip it around, you get it going, you throw in some spinach in it, and then that's it. Like it's so easy. I love this. And idea. then you just roll it out with a rolling pin. Yes. And then you cut, you take your little glass yep. and you like, you know, or your like cup or whatever, your mug, and you sort of cut out your size. And then all you have to do, and, and here's the thing I will tell you too, don't get too wrapped up in that your folds are not perfect. It's all in like learning and having the fun yeah. of like really kind of, I think that I don't have a dumpling maker because I don't really want one because I kind of want to master, want to be an old grandma <laughs> pinching my dumplings <laughs> together, even though I am not Asian at all. An I think I must have been my in my dumplings. other life, though, because I'm you, so attracted yes, to it. Yes, for sure. Don't you think? For yeah. sure. I You're an adventurer. Yeah, but I think I must have been like a Japanese grandma or something. You might have been. I don't know. An Oban. Anyway, so this is what I'm going to put up a couple of recipes. Of. So I want to say make dumplings, make your life healthy and wealthy, and sort of set your intentions for your new year. And also, if you want to go party, the Asia Mall, by the way, is rocking. And they, of course, have... All the great stuff there, too. They Have you been out there? I was actually, I drove by it yesterday, and I yeah. thought I should go in, but I was running wait, short of time. Also wait until after this weekend. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't their, have even known. Their party today, they have overflow parking at Optum, and they have a shuttle because it's okay. going to be so busy today. So Good. I'm glad. if I... you want to go get in the thrum, do that for sure. They have lots of vendors out there that are not just in the mall, but they have like new vendors coming in and selling foods. Their seafood uh, department, you guys, is outstanding. It's it's unreal. Kurt made bouillabaisse for me last week. Oh, it was so good. That's really. Good. I was. It was so good. Yeah. He ate so much. He was laying on the bed with his pants unzipped. Like you know how you're just so full. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you be so full? All we ate was seafood, and he was like, I don't know. I drank like five cups of broth. Oh sheesh. <laughs> That's great, right? It was really good, though. Yeah, that's like puffy finger sodium sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. You're like, oh, my God, puffy fingers. <laughs> yes. All right, so good luck, everybody, with your year of the rabbit. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you guys want to try to call in. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Yeah, okay. There you go. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Knob Creek. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish here at Book Club in South Minneapolis. We are so excited to be here uh, live, and it's we're in South Minneapolis at 54th and uh, Penn, and it's just a great vibe here. People are coming in and they're brunching, they're having a good time. Brunch. I see a lot of I see a lot of liquids on the tables, ladies. I see some yeah, Bloody Marys. I don't know. Maybe they're mocktails. Who knows? Maybe people are still dry January. Not when there's a snit beside your Bloody Mary. Yeah, you're right. Come on, That's probably... come on now. Is didn't did the snit originate in Wisconsin? Do we have to even? Does it have to originate anywhere? <laughs> well, I, just, I don't. I don't think anybody knows where it. Yeah, because you don't. When you order like a Bloody Mary in Boston, or no. they don't like ask you a if beer you bag. want. Yeah. Well, I think also the word snit is very Upper Midwest. Let's just call it Upper Midwest, just to be sure safe, because it is a. It is definitely a Wisconsin thing, Minnesota thing, but it's like it is. Having a beer back is a thing that, like, is weirdly us. I love, too, yeah, when you I get know, a Bloody Mary and then you get, oh, thanks, you get a pony. 
Do you oh, know a, a pony? Like a, like a snitch. Yeah, but, but that's it, the same thing. But it'll be like a little teeny Miller highlight. Oh, it's, I see. They what call you're those little teeny yeah, beers a pony. pony. Beer, the pony. Like, beer. do you want a pony? Like a pony keg when you would go to the yes. college and you'd get like the small keg that you could just carry. You know, and they're like, pony keg. Do you know I've never bought a keg? Oh, my God. I've never tapped a keg. I almost got my sorority kicked off campus because I bought a keg. <laughs> <laughs> because I accidentally so bought. Naughty. I know. I just, there was a point in my senior year and I was like, well, let's just do what we're going to do. Yes. Let's stop asking for permission. So that's going to bode well for my kid. Anyway, 651-641-1071 if you guys want to call in. If you have uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you have anything good cooking this weekend, if you feel like you want to know about dumplings, if you feel like you want to talk about what cookbooks you're talking about oh, from book yes. club, all sorts of good stuff. Producer Lexi will let me know if she's got a call that's Oh, we have in. Diane. We have okay. Diane. A question about wine. Diane, what's going on today, girl? Hi, Diane. Hi, how are you doing? We're great. We're good. Stephanie March, yes. you have mentioned the wine, the Emily, multiple times. <laughs> I know. I am and not going to I can't find it anywhere. Oh, you're kidding. No. Oh, I, I, did, have you tried France 44? No, I have okay. not. But they I mean, also... I Googled it. I've done everything. And yes. it comes up as being at uh, Total Wine. It's not. Oh, you know what? Let me just give you this hint that France 44 is a great shop because they have a good relationship with the Libation Project, which is the people are the people who bring it in to Minnesota. So France 44 almost always has. So I know that Sip Better Wines has it right now, too, in the North Loop. Better Wines? Sip Better. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, All right, good luck. I had to go get for my girlfriend for her birthday. It was oh, December it's, 6th. You're going to love it. And it's like 15 bucks, too. You're going to love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's what, that's what they say. Okay, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Diane. Okay, we also have Brian on the line. Brian, Hi, Brian. Gonna... How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on today, Brian? Well, it's always the year of the dumpling. Most it is. cultures have some form like pierogi or patsy or... It's true. There's If you think about it, a ravioli... Is a dumpling, so, you know? Yeah, sure. You're, you're filling some some dough with some meat some or meats. cheese or vegetables. Right, right. Yeah. So, so any, you're right. Any sort of culture you want to, you know, hew to, that one is, I think, that is a true dumpling. Yeah, you could make ravioli this weekend, and that could still be a dumpling for you. Yeah. And somebody has a birthday next week. Someone does. All right. Oh, Brian's keeping track Thanks, of your Brian. birthday. I love I know, that. Next... I'm not even that good. No. Remember? You're, you're, oh, my God, you guys. Hanson literally <laughs> called me in a panic and said, wait, when is your 50th birthday? And I was like, two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> literally, because I was not going to be gone for her 50th birthday, yeah. but it already happened. I was, so like, I was like, oh, it okay. was in 2021. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so my, no, my birthday's next Sunday. All right. I know. So I'm in, and you're going to be gone. You're going to be yes. in Mexico. And so I think Laudner's or Laudner, Laudner. I can't, she told me that Alex. I say her name wrong. Alex is coming on. Is it Laudner? It's Laudner. Oh, we have been, I've been saying it wrong I've too. Been saying, she said she doesn't care, but like, I feel like I need to represent people in their right way. So yes, I did just get confirmation that Sip Better does have the Emily. Okay, good. Um, we got a book recommendation that came in from Gina Williams. Oh, good. And she said, have you guys read Garlic and Sapphires by Ruth oh, Rachel? Of course. She said, I just read it on vacation in Arizona, and I think you would both love it. Oh, yes. yes. Read I mean, all of her books. Ruth is a very, and just all those good books. But great recommendation. Great and keep to, them coming, because one of these back. days, it'll be something that we haven't read. I know. Okay, we do have Jamie is on the line. Jamie, you have a question about knives? Hi, Jamie. Yes. Yes. What's I going on? I bought my knives in 1985. Oh, well done, you. Well, girl, it's maybe time to upgrade. Yeah. 
So do they suddenly get no good because I can't get it? They're not very sharp anymore, and even when I sharpen them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. It's There's some, and I don't want to, like, because then the science keep people will get mad at me, but there's something about the way that the metal wears down, the, you know, and that you can't really get it sharp again. So after, especially would, after that many, I mean, that's like, we're talking like 40 years, right? Yep. Yep. I would I would say that actually you know what I would do for you I would take it to Eversharp which is in Northeast it's a great little shop I would show that show that your knives to them and say like you know show your knives to them and say can you is this is this a done deal am I done let them talk you through it and maybe they're the best ones to show you which knives would be comparable to the to the ones that you have Great Okay that's they do a really great Thank job you. there yes Yeah love them Seriously. Also Eversharp. do like Yep, yeah. ever sharp. And knives are, I just, for years, I bought knife sets. Yes, you did. And I now, I, some, I just sometimes buy knives. Like I never buy a knife set. No, like, I just, I have a good serrated knife that I'm crazy about. Yep. Kurt's bought me a Japanese butcher knife, yep. which I also love. Yep. I have two sets of the Cuisinart ceramic knives that I don't use at home as much, but I use them at the cabin. They're easy. They break. They're 20 bucks a set. You can replace them. Yeah. So knives are kind of a personal thing, but don't feel like you have to go and like buy this big block full of knives. No, the like, block you can is pick individually. Gonna, yeah. No. And, and I think that if you've been cooking for a while and you're thinking about upgrading and you're thinking you're missing something, think about the knife that you use the most and then think about like what's an, what is that same sort of blade length? What's the same handle? But where's a where's a way that you can go up from that? Yeah. That was the eight inch, uh, the eight inch Japanese, basically the butcher knife. Yeah, that was the one that Kurt was like, "Girl, I know you need to like get the upgrade. Yeah. Let's go." Because I was cooking with, uh, I'm embarrassed to say this out loud, but my favorite knife has been the serrated knife for most of my life. Yeah, I don't know how I you know. do any chopping. I don't know why, but it just felt like I had good control. But what I realized was it was the size of the handle. It was. So I have to say that that is like I have my kid is like trying to make you know knives my nephew is oh, you know cool. he made me the spoon and everything else and he's got a forge out in colorado and that's what he's working on i, I love it i know tristan he's a cool dude man. yeah he is cool so he's gonna he's supposed to he was supposed to make me a knife for christmas i'm hoping it's for my birthday oh I'm okay it's gonna come but Do i we, sent him a picture of the one i want which is like kind of the big japanese rocker knife oh you know? miles you uses that a lot the one that is in the guy who cooks in the woods have you seen that one? That dude who cooks in the woods? I gotta I feel find like it. Probably. Oh my god, I love him so much. All right, we've got one question on the other oh, side that has come in. That's uh, was an email, and we'll give you our top two when we come back from the book club.